0: Hey everyone, Tommy Garza here, a communications and media coordinator at Good Sam. I'm going to take a minute to introduce our podcast to you today. What you're going to be hearing is a recording of our Good News at Noon, which is done Monday through Friday on Facebook Live. So if you hear some references to commenting or um, anything about Facebook, that explains why. Also, we just want to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. You'll be updated every time a new episode is uploaded. And we also just really hope you're enjoying the parables like we are. We're having so much fun going through them and really dissecting these messages from Jesus. Anyway, here's the episode. Hope you enjoy it.
1: Great to have you tuning in today. I think before we get going, I'm going to uh, just lift us up with a word of prayer. And uh, if you do have any prayer concerns, too, I'd encourage you to go to the website, GoodSamLV.com, and you'll find a prayer request form there. Uh, you can fill it out, and that'll get to us, and we'll get it out to our whole prayer team. But let's pray right now. Oops, also, I'm sorry.
0: if it's easier for you, you can just comment the prayers here, too, and um, I'll get a notification, and I'll grab it and add it to
1: our prayer list. Yeah, thanks for doing that, Tommy. So either put it, type it in there uh, right now or later and then uh, or go to the website whatever you choose obviously if you do it here it's not confidential if you do have a confidential request then you need to go to the website so but let's pray lord god we're grateful for the opportunity to gather as your people virtually with good news at noon from good sam and i pray that as we talk about this parable of the sower that you would open our eyes to what you would want us to learn today and we pray it in your name amen so I want to read to you uh, the parable can be found in a couple different places I used Mark's gospel and it's the fourth chapter of Mark's gospel I'm going to read um, the parable itself and then in a little bit I'll read Jesus' explanation of the parable to the disciples but let's begin uh, actually I'm going to begin at verse 1 I didn't do that on Sunday but it sets the stage Mark's Gospel, chapter 4, verse 1. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables, and in his teaching he said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed, and he was scattering the, as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop multiplying thirty, 60 or even a hundred times. Then Jesus said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And so it's a familiar parable. Um this coming week, actually, I'm going to share a couple that aren't quite as familiar, but this is a very familiar one. And you know, just starting out, the thing we need to know is that what's going on, he's painting a picture, obviously, of a spiritual truth. That's what the parables do. He's putting it into the language of the people then. They would get what he was talking about uh, because it was obviously uh, a, a primarily an agriculturally-based culture at that time. Uh, other, some weren't farmers, but a lot of people had to do what this person was doing in scattering seed. Um, and so they would understand what he was saying, but it's representative of something more than farming. It's representative of the seed being the gospel, the good news that Jesus is bringing, the good news that we're called to share today as well, and then the soil is really the hearts of the listeners, uh, the the hearts of those who are listening. Forgive me, my phone is ringing. There, I have to turn it off. So, that's what's going on, and uh, they're hearing it, and yet, you know, Jesus finds it necessary to describe it and, and, and tell the disciples what it's about. Maybe I might as well read that part now, too. Well, or, I, w-
0: I wanted to point out something yeah. that I didn't actually catch until just now when you're yep. reading it. Um, it must be super important to him because he starts by saying, listen, like listen to what I'm about to tell you, and then he ends it. And I don't have the ending that yep. you just read. I think you read a little past yep.
1: what I have. Okay, it says... Verse 9, then Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear.
0: Yeah, so I just, I thought that was really interesting. That's like, this must be a really important parable to him because he's, like, really harping on how important it is to just listen and hear what he's saying.
1: That's why we have her here, okay? <laughs> uh, but, but, I mean, seriously, Tommy makes a good point. He he is saying, listen, I'm going to tell you something kind of important. And then, you know, kind of like the exclamation mark at the end again, yeah. too. Yeah. And even with that, the disciples didn't fully get it. Right. And so he's got to go in and explain it. But that's no, good. Uh, it's been said by some scholars that really this maybe, and I should have picked this sooner because when I read and prepared for this message, uh, they said probably all the other parables are best understood when you get this mm. one. And, and I can kind of see that. So let, let me just read Jesus' explanation to. The disciples, and then we'll talk about the different types of the soil, uh, and and that. So Jesus said to them in verse thirteen, "Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable?" I mean, Jesus is saying that he's saying if you don't get this one, it's going to be hard to understand the others as well. And then he explains the farmer sows the word. Okay, some people, verse fifteen, are like seed along the path where the word is sown. And as soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Actually, I think what we'll do, Tommy, is take it one part part. Yeah. Uh, one soil at a time. So he's saying that, that that first one that where it says in verse 4 that the farmer scattering the seed, the word, the gospel, if you will, the birds came and ate it up. And if you've ever been... Uh, I know you guys are outdoorsy family, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure you've probably fed the birds and or geese or something. I mentioned here in Las Vegas, Sunset Park has a lot of geese, and I used to take Parker there when he was a little kid, and we'd throw out bread, and I mean those geese are on oh, it right yeah. away. They're there, <laughs> and and there's no chance for uh, if it was seed, there would be no chance for it. And Jesus is saying, and and some of this gets a little difficult for us because. Um, We're not always talking about Satan and the evil one and the devil and all of that. But yet, I think if we're honest, we are in a spiritual battle. I mean, we're talking about spiritual things of God. Well, there are the spiritual things that are not of God, too. And Jesus is saying that some of the seed that goes out there is just getting gobbled up right away by Satan. Well, and
0: it's... um... When I went home and like kind of thought about the different states of the soil or the the state of the heart, with this one, and I might be interpreting it wrong, I felt like um, I related to it and to it in times when um, maybe I've had trouble forgiving someone and I'm holding on to a resentment, and I can hear a message that tells me, you know, that's really. Kind of speaks to that situation, but I 'm just tuning it out because I'm still kind of holding on to that resentment, mm. um, and i didn't know if that would kind of be the soil that was being represented there
1: um, I, I think it could be it, maybe it's a little bit of the next kind mm-hmm. we're going to talk about, but I said in my message last week uh, in, in church that I said there if i 'm honest and I think if most of us are honest, there are times uh, Satan has come and snatched away God's word in our mm-hmm. life, too. I've been all four kinds of soil in my life. Maybe some days I'm all kind of four kinds of soil. I can
0: relate to yeah. that.
1: <laughs> and, you know, and I think if we're just honest about that, instead of trying to pretend that we're some holy person you know, that always gets it right and all of that, too, I think it's a little bit easier to grasp onto what he was saying. I mean, I, I, I think I know you well enough to say I don't, you know, what you're doing is something that a lot of people do and, you know, somebody hurts us or, yeah, there's a resentment there. It's, it's hard. I almost think that might be the next okay. next type of soil. Right. So let's, let's go there. But, but before we do, let me just say I do believe that there, there are a lot of people in the world, especially in the Western world, who have heard the word of God Um, But there is no place in their hearts for him at all. And that's when Satan comes and snatches his way. Now, that doesn't mean God doesn't love them. It doesn't mean God isn't going to keep trying to get through to them. But it simply reinforces the fact, in my view, that uh, there is a good and an evil. God obviously being uh, the best that we could ever have. But Satan is trying to rob people of the good things of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what's happening in this first case. Then uh, the second says, some fell, in verse 5, some fell on rocky places where it didn't have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. Then in his explanation, Jesus says, um, some people are like the seed along the path, others like seeds sown on rocky places hear the word, and at once receive it with joy, but since they have no root, they only last a short time. Uh, when trouble or persecution comes, because of the word, they quickly fall away. Mm. That might be the trouble or persecution. Yeah. You know, stuff happens. And um, at that point in your life, you know, things are a little shallow. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean it can change, but it just means, you know, things have been going on, something's happened. A lot of times it might happen when people are going through, uh, you know, trouble or persecution. It might be sickness. Um,
0: Maybe losing a loved
1: one. Losing a loved one could make it happen. Now, that isn't true for everybody because, right. you know, we know people that can be going through that and we just kind of marvel at how they do it uh, as people of faith. But again... The shallowness, if if we're going to be honest, is is just that we just don't give God's word a chance to really dig into our lives. Probably not spending enough time reading his word, probably not spending enough time praying, probably not spending enough time just talking to God, uh, which you could call prayer just, you know, I mean, um, being any kind of uh, a disciple or student at all. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it does. So then
1: that stuff happens, and it's like, all right, this can't be true.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: I think, again, a lot of people, especially in the Western world, have heard the gospel. Hey, that sounds cool. That's really great. Oh, then life happens. Done with that.
0: You know, um, I wonder if, to reference a few weeks ago with Pastor Ray Reader. you know, he talked about his mom was praying for him and praying for him, and I would be curious to have a conversation with her to be like, You know did you ever feel like you hit this point where your heart your soil may have been a little rocky, you know because she might have been so persistent and felt like yep. i don 't know if that's kind of relatable, but I just kind of
1: yeah I, I mean seeing yeah I mean imagine seeing what your child is going through, even an adult child mm-hmm. it 's got to be hard and, and i think but but again, you know we're building up to the last kind of soil right, too. Yeah. but I again, as you're listening to it, I think if we're honest, we can be both all these soils oh, at different times yeah. in our life too. So that's the rocky soil, shallow. Uh, doesn't have much chance. Sun comes out and you can relate to that here in Vegas because you've probably seen seed that's sprouting out of a sidewalk or some rock somewhere, but then it doesn't rain in the sun and pretty soon the plant's dead. Uh, it's just isn't going to work. Verse verse 7 in Mark's Gospel says, Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plant, so they did not bear grain. And then in the explanation, uh, Jesus, in verse 18 of Mark's Gospel and 19, says it this way, Still others, like seeds sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, And the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. If we're honest, (laughs) this is the tough one. Because all of us, just because of where we live, are dealing with this all the time. The worries of the world, uh, the deceitfulness of wealth, like, you know, there's never enough money, or when is enough enough, um, I need another house, I need a different car, I want this, I want that, I mean, one of my uh, addictions is Apple products, I've got to have the newest <laughs> iPad, I've got to have the newest, you know, it doesn't matter, but we can let these things become the thorns if we let them, that choke out God's word. And like I said, I'm not saying you can't have a nice house. I'm not saying that you couldn't have a dependable vehicle and, and things like that. But you know, at some point, too, really, you need a you know this kind of a car, you need that kind of a car. Where we put our attention and where we put our focus, Jesus is just saying that it's not going to be a real productive, fruitful, spiritual life that way. And I think the trick for Western civilizations especially gets to be, how do you balance the things we have and the commitments we have along with what Jesus is calling us to? And that's really hard.
0: I think whenever you talked about this, the th- um, the thorns, I was like, ooh, is he talking to me?
1: <laughs> I heard it from others too, yeah. and, and honestly, I deal with it, too.
0: Yeah, I think it's really hard. Um, Just, I feel like for day-to-day worries, I mean, some days my first inclination is to kind of stop and pray about it. But if I'm being honest, majority of days it's just another worry on my plate. And I'm trying to think of how I'm going to solve this problem myself or how I can control this outcome. And um, I think it really tells of the soil of my heart in that situation you know and it takes a constant reminder I think yeah. for myself
1: yeah I, I, I think it for all of us it does I mean even this morning Tommy was as she usually is at the office before I got here and I had to text her and say I'm not going to be there until 10 and part of it was I did a good Sam praise at eight o'clock and then I had to run an errand at home and then it's getting Parker ready and then Uh, God bless him, somebody needed to have me stop by to pick up some money for our food ministry, which I was happy to do, but that was not on the schedule earlier. And then somebody was coming in at 9.30 to see me, so I had to text them and say, can you push it back to 10? Uh, Can you get the drift? (laughs) Been there, done that? Maybe a little bit. (laughs) The worries of this life, and she has how many kids? Three. The oldest is how old? Um, He'll be seven next week. So three at almost seven and Under, under. yeah. Plus a job, plus a husband, plus a house, plus a dog, plus yes. other family. I get it. and But I mean, I think that's, if we're, if we're honest, where it's why it's so important to carve out some time. And I'm not going to tell you it has to be 30 minutes or 27.2 minutes or... I don't think there's a magic number. I, I think it's just to have that heart that, we try to stay in touch with our own heart, with the Holy Spirit's help, to say, "I need to carve out some time for God, uh, some time for His Word, some time for prayer." Because if I don't, all this other stuff will choke out and God's Word, and and just not make me fruitful.
0: I think the um, what stood out to me the most is when you said, "like if we're honest with ourselves," and I think that's probably the first step. Like we just have to be honest with ourselves. Like, oh. Yikes! Yeah, I kind of have let that go get on the back burner um, in my day-to-day, and I just need a reminder to, you know, make that a priority yeah. so that you can really, you know, tend to your soil of your heart and making it that good soil that's really going to take everything in. Yeah.
1: You know, and I mentioned this in my message, and if you're getting sick of me saying it, forgive me, <laughs> but, but my wife Debbie and P- Parker, our son, and I have been watching The Chosen, and it's a documentary or not really doc it's not a documentary it's a series video series on the life of Jesus and it's been really good for all of us I'm going to say but especially for me because it's true to the gospel but then you get to see these day-to-day experiences and you see Jesus interacting with the other you know actors obviously but I mean but in the scripture, it tells us that Jesus says, I need to take some time to go be alone with my father. I need Mm. to take some time. I need to go pray. I need to, and it's that reminder, you know what, if Jesus needed to do that, do you think maybe we do too? Maybe. Maybe. Just a little bit. (laughs) And, um, but to see that happening and, you know, for him to tell his disciples, okay, that can wait. This can wait right now. I need to go pray. It's just it's been a fresh reminder to me of how important that is, and then that really gets at the last type of soil. And so, in verse eight, it says, "Still other soil. Let's try it again. Still other seed fell on good soil, and it came up, grew, and produced a crop. Some multiplying thirty, some sixty, and some a hundred times. And then in his explanation." Uh, In verse 20 of Mark's Gospel, chapter 4, he says, Others, like seed sown in good soil, soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop 30, 60, or even 100 times what was sown. And, you know, we we talk about it occasionally here, mention it. I, I mean, Jesus said, I want to give you life and give it to you abundantly. And I think that's what it's getting at. I, I don't think he's talking about cars. I don't think he's talking about houses or IRAs or anything like that. I think he's talking about spiritual blessings. I think he's talking about fulfilling that part of our heart that only God can fill. I think he's talking about his mercy, his grace, his forgiveness, blessings that only can come from him. And that when we receive him and are open to them, we're going... Life is pretty cool now, you know, and and we can see in the midst of the stuff of life, God's hand and God's blessings and God's purpose. And it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. It doesn't mean it's going to be simple, but it means that we understand God's for us, not against us. He loves us. He doesn't hate us. He's there with us, not waiting to bonk you on top of the head (laughs) or something like that. And I think that's what he's talking about, is that when we let the seed, his word, get the proper attention it needs because we have a heart that's receptive to it, we're going to give him time, then there's going to be some tremendous positive blessings that come from it.
0: It's almost like reading his word is like the water for the seed, you know, like... That's going to help it grow and grow and grow, taking that time to talk to him.
1: Well, and I think even in, you know, I mean, we're having a conversation in front of you, but it's having a conversation like that. It's being in maybe in a small group or in a Bible study, especially um, as hopefully we're going to be able to do more of that in the near future. But I mean, yeah, it's giving ourselves opportunities to keep learning, to keep growing, and then to see God's hand over that too. Um, I, I've seen it happen here. I've seen it happen in this church in the last week, uh, where people have opened themselves up to God's word. Um, somebody after the sermon I can't say the name but came up to me and said, "That was, "How did you know that I needed to hear that?" And I said, "I didn't know, but God did. Yeah. And he took it, and you were receptive to it. You let your heart be good soil. And now it's making a difference. That's what's cool. That's what God wants to do. And that's where the blessings are.
0: Well, I think it's reassuring to hear that, too, because I think when I left Sunday, I was like, oh, man, this is a little daunting. Like, how do I make sure I keep my heart in check like all the time? But there is the possibility to do that. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and, you know, we sing the song as a scripture song, we call it, before some of the Bible readings. And and it it really goes... um, Lord, let my heart be good soil. Mm-hmm. And I think that could, be, uh, that could be the prayer in the morning or during the middle of the day, is Lord, let my heart be good soil. I recognize sometimes, Lord, that sometimes I'm the hard soil. Sometimes the birds come and snatch it away. Sometimes the thorns get in the way. But I know that I need to be the good soil. And with his help, we can be. so. I want to thank you for listening today. Tommy, thank you. Yes, thank you. I really enjoy this. Yeah, well, I enjoy having you as a guest. And Cece, we prayed earlier. I think we, did we pray? I said I was going to. I'm going to pray again right now because, Cece, I know your mom's having surgery today, and we just want to um, lift you up and others as well. So let's, let's pray our way out of Good News at Noon today. Lord, we're grateful uh, for your word. We're grateful for your presence. We're grateful for your love, your forgiveness, your grace, your mercy, all of those things. And Lord, I pray right now for Cece's mom. Just pray that her surgery is successful, that your touch of healing can come on her. But then be with Cece as well and other family and surround them. Be with them during this time. Be with everyone who's watching right now, whether it's live or later, whether it's on the podcast or watching on YouTube. And Lord, help them to know that you are a God who wants increase in their life in terms of blessings from you. And so, Lord, let their hearts be good soil. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Thanks for tuning in today. Have a great day.